Welcome to Succession Stories. I'm Lori Barkman. As an exit value planning and M&A advisor, I call myself the business transition Sherpa. This podcast guides entrepreneurs from transition to transaction, from building value in your business to letting go. What do I do when I'm not hosting a podcast? I work with owners to maximize business value with my firm, small.big. And as a certified mergers and acquisitions advisor with Stony Hill, I guide you through the complex process of selling your company. Tune into Succession Stories for weekly insights to reward your hard work and avoid succession regrets. Hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and sign up for our newsletter at SuccessionStories.com. Here's to your success. Is this the year to sell your company? Don't leave your exit to chance. Stony Hill Advisors works with entrepreneurs like you to get ready for what may be the biggest transaction of your life. Learn what your business is worth by visiting stonyhilladvisors.com slash podcast. Welcome to Succession Stories. I'm Lori Barkman. Instead of having a guest with me today, I'm doing a solo cast. This is my first one. And I'm thrilled to share that my book will be launching soon. It's called The Business Transition Handbook, How to Avoid Top Succession Pitfalls and Create More Valuable Exit Options. And I want to give all of you a way to preview the book because you're loyal listeners and I really appreciate you and all of your support. And I want to give you exclusive content. So go to businesstransitionhandbook.com to sign up and more will be coming very soon. So what prompted me to write a book about business transition? Well, one of the quotes that I have always appreciated is from Steve Jobs. And he gave a speech at Stanford graduation, I think in the 90s. And it went something like this. This is just a short quote. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. And I think ultimately that quote is about transition. And if you've been a longtime listener of this show, if you're a new listener of this show, the key pillars of succession stories is growth, innovation, and transition. And transition certainly is the focus of the book. And I've been focused on this theme for a long time. I've devoted a lot of time and energy to thinking about how companies can navigate this complex process of moving from one chapter or one stage of their growth to another. And transition was a critical part of my experience as a CEO and ultimately what led me to becoming what a colleague had coined the business transition Sherpa. For most of my career, I've been an operator in a large range of companies from small to big, and I was hired in from the outside to run a subsidiary of a third-generation privately held company, and we went through an acquisition process. We sold the company, and being part of that deal team and being part of the post-acquisition integration is what really launched me on my journey as a transition and M&A advisor. And after that, after that role and after the integration, after some time, I went into private equity and I was on this other side of the deal table. And now what I do is I work with business owners on their planning and planning a successful transition and then ultimately by letting go. 
And that can be hard for some people going through an mergers and acquisitions process or going through a succession can be stressful. It can be exciting. And it gave me an appreciation for not only how it works, but also the emotional nature of the process. I can recognize that it's complicated. And so what I do is I work with people to help them because it's hard to run your business at the same time, keeping your foot on the gas, keeping momentum, and this process that maybe you've never worked in before, you need some support. So because of my experience and working with companies in the lower middle market, I wear a lot of different hats as a business coach, as an advisor, and I also teach innovation at Carnegie Mellon University as an adjunct professor. And of course, through this show, I've talked to many entrepreneurs about their experiences. So that all rolls up into the book and it represents a snapshot of what I've learned over the course of my career. And of course, over many of these conversations and how to successfully achieve a business transition so that you can avoid top pitfalls. So my goal is for you to have a more transferable and valuable business. And not just think about where you are now, but think about where you will be in your next. And 80% of business owners want to stop working in their business for the next five to 10 years. And many have not planned for this transition. It's something, again, it's just very difficult to do, especially if you're thinking about this on your own. Many Businesses also need to improve. They need to improve their financials. They need to work on having a more attractive business. And this book is a way to package it all up for you so that you can think about creating more value. And how do we do that? Well, there's a couple of different ways. I'll get into that in a moment, but also just to to kind of go back to who I think this book is for. I think it's for business owners who are considering a future exit. And an exit could mean a variety of things. It could mean a succession to internal managers. It could mean a succession to family. It could mean a sale to a third party. I think that also is a good book for entrepreneurs who are looking for growth strategies that create value. So it's not growth for growth's sake. That's not going to be worth it in the end. But how do we think about that? And then the last category of people that I think that this book will help are next generation leaders thinking about transition options with their family led company. And ultimately, the goals that I have, there's really three. One is to outline challenges of business transition in the context of how you can build value and exit on your own terms. The second one being, Lessons learned from a wide variety of business leaders and experts on business succession and transition. And the third is making it really actionable so that you have takeaways and tools that you can use on your own. So as your business transition Sherpa, I'm here with you along the way, of course, on this show. And this handbook will be a great tool for you to use during your entrepreneurial journey. So where do we start? How do we map out where we're going? How do we get there? And of course, it always depends, but I like to start it with goal setting. And one of the things that I hear a lot from my clients is that they value working with me 
to gain clarity. We hold ourselves to a process. I hold myself and I hold my clients accountable to a plan that we develop and that you have tools that will help you in this process and this journey. And the book is written with that same mindset. So we'll ask challenging questions of you and try to help you think through things. And my intent is to help you see things a little differently, help you see things that maybe you haven't seen before, but need to see. So this sounds difficult. It sounds complex. At some level it is, and it takes time. But here's the good news. The investment that you make to get your business ready for an eventual transition is inherently building business value, which is going to pay off for you in the future. You are inherently building the value of your company by doing that good work. And all the ideas in this book are meant to be ideas that benefit you today as well as tomorrow. Because owners who are more prepared and have strong pull factors taking you towards something new and exciting, you'll have a transition mindset. You'll have a transition mindset and be open to what's next for you. And you will work to increase the company's value. And you'll also be more able to let it go. And I think that those are really important things. So ideally, you are starting exit planning when time is on your side. If you have a five to 10 year time horizon, maybe you started already. Maybe you're thinking about it. If you have a two to three year time horizon, time is relatively short and you probably should have gotten started yesterday. But don't worry, it's never too late to to get started. And especially with this show and the book that's coming out, the Business Transition Handbook, I'm encouraging you to take action. And each chapter ends with space for action planning. There's a lot of ideas in each chapter. There's questions to think about. And I'm encouraging you to, to work on these opportunities and challenges that are spotlighted in the book. I also see that you'll be able to use this tool over maybe several years time. If you're starting this process of thinking about value building and you have time on your side, that's a good thing. And you could use this book as a guide to help inform your decisions along the way. And I have a digital toolkit that I've created that'll be a bonus for readers. And you could as a use it as a companion tool to the book. And again, you can get that eventually when it's out in the in the market, but you can get that by signing up at the businesstransitionhandbook.com. So you'll come away from reading the book with a greater understanding of how to recognize steps of the company life cycle, where you are and where, where you want to be, the difference between readiness and attractiveness as it pertains to your company, and how to think deliberately about your future plans for your organization, how to give yourself more options for a successful transition to new leadership, and also understand the value drivers that can inform your value building strategy, and ultimately create a roadmap and work through a process of exit value planning. Now, it's probably not going to surprise you when I say 100% of owners are going to leave their company one day. That's Not a surprise. That's a true statement. But what is a little surprising maybe is that only a small percentage of people have actually planned for this transition. 
And planning is not something you want to do in a hurry. It's not something you want to do in a crisis. Unfortunately, sometimes it does happen. It's a bit of a murky pond because you don't necessarily see where you're headed. And what I've noticed from these conversations is that planning goes a long way towards making your vision come to life. There are many paths you can take and choosing which one is best for you is a good place to try to start looking at your goals. Now, potential exit strategies that you might consider stepping back from the day-to-day, taking some financial chips off the table by bringing an investor. You can sell a majority stake or minority stake, selling the company to a third party like a strategic investor or private equity group or launching or acquiring a new company, passing the business to the next generation, selling the business to management, retiring completely, or staying on as a consultant, an advisor, or a board member. So what is the reason to develop an exit strategy, even if your timeline is over 10 years away? Well, again, the amazing secret is that all the things you need to prepare for an exit will enable you to run a more profitable and enjoyable business. So why wouldn't you want to do that? And what you're going to learn in this book is that regardless of your exit plan, you'll be creating value in your business by avoiding common transition pitfalls. So by following the guidance in the chapters, you can impact the value of your business while time is on your side to make necessary changes. It can be challenging to determine when is the right time to let go, especially when your growth is accelerating. A recent podcast that we had with Bill Prinzavalli, maybe you've heard the episode, episode 111. Bill had learned this all too well. He experienced quite a roller coaster ride going from the highest points to the lowest points for his company. He started his business and was solving Y2K issues. And at its peak, they were 50 people with 19 international distributors, $10 million in revenue, and a $30 million valuation. And Bill rode that wave, but waited too long to execute an exit strategy. And as a consequence, over time, the company's growth potential diminished, and so did its value. And it's it's not a happy ending, unfortunately, but... Bill really has a great attitude of how he's talked about it and all the things that he's learned. So I encourage you to take a listen to that episode if you haven't heard it yet. I've coined a term called the not now mentality. I do encounter this quite often. A married couple in their 60s owns a professional services firm, and one of them faced health issues several years ago, and it made them start thinking about a business business transition. For years, they had talked about selling, but they always concluded, not now. We met to discuss their goals and where they are on the readiness continuum. It told me, well, we're really starting to think about it, but our challenge is when we do sell, we won't have that annuity stream anymore, and we're not sure what that looks like for us. But I I view these as self-imposed obstacles, and these are not likely to go away because they're not focusing on transferability of the business. They're not focusing on the saleability of the business. And I think by the time they finally become ready to sell, they may not be sell ready to echo the term from David Weibel, who has been on this show. 
is such a good phrase. So one of my podcast listeners is the founder of a marketing agency, and she reached out to share her intention to replace herself as CEO. She successfully hired an outside CEO and transitioned day-to-day responsibilities, enabling her to focus on the bigger picture for the company. From a life stage standpoint, she wants to develop a portfolio of businesses and enjoy time with her toddler. So what's her strategic transition timeline? Probably around 10 years. And currently she's in her 30s. So maybe one day she will share her succession story on my podcast. When should you start thinking about business transition planning and working on things in earnest? Depending on your circumstances, it could be seven to 10 years ahead of a intended transition. If you don't have a plan, what's the likelihood you will get the outcome you want? Visualizing your goals is part of having an appreciation or transition mindset for listening, observing, and thinking about things just a little bit differently. One of the activities that I do with my CEO workshops that I hold is I do a transition mindset exercise. And I ask everyone, when I say the word transition, what comes to mind for you? And we write down the words that are relevant to everyone on post-it notes and we hang them up. And I ask everyone if they feel that that word is a positive, a neutral, or a negative connotation. So just give that a, a thought for a second. You know, what comes to mind for you? And how might we group them? If we group them together as positive, neutrals, and negatives, would we see one outpacing the other? And what that does when I take a look at that is it gets me a sense of what's the vibe in the room. You know, out of a group of 10, 12 CEOs and business owners, what do we think about that transition mindset just from the outset on those words? And transition is a good word to describe exits. Sometimes makes people kind of agitated or nervous or they think the word exit is negative. I like to talk about transition of you for you and your personal transition and your business transition because transition ultimately will mean something different to you at different times in your journey. And transition is a movement word and it alludes to a process. It's part of something. And connecting back to why I call myself the business transition Sherpa is because I see entrepreneurship as a journey and there's a natural progression and end that ultimately signals a new beginning. So for me and writing this book and doing the show, I am with you on your journey to support you. And if you want to talk one-on-one, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn or you can book a call with me at meetlauriebarkman.com. You've built your business. You certainly haven't done it by yourself. And look, when you're thinking about aspects of your transition journey, you're not going to work on this by yourself either. And a big question that you're going to need to address is how do you define the end? How do you define it as a founder, as a business owner, an entrepreneur, or a next-gen family leader. And fundamentally, transition is about change, whether it's about a change of control or change of ownership. It's a change of how you're running or consuming yourself with your business. And many owners don't have a written plan. 
And if it's not written down, then it's probably in your head only. <laughs> and if it's only in your head, it's not widely communicated. So if it's just in your head and it's not clearly laid out, is it really a plan? And I think of business transition as having three strategic readiness pillars, business, personal, and financial. And we've certainly talked a lot about business and personal side on my show. We haven't quite dove into the financial, but it's certainly part of it when we think about the financial readiness of the business is what is the business worth? And knowing what your requirements are for what you need to satisfy the lifestyle you want to have after you leave your business. And it's knowing also about what, what is the company worth and what is that, how does that fit into the total picture of your net worth? And for many business owners, the company can be the majority of that of that pie. For business readiness, it's about managing risk, transferability, and the growth and positioning the company for a potential transition. And the personal readiness side, it's about your ability to separate yourself from the company in a good way and being ready for that separation. A company that can't thrive without its owner ultimately will be a worthless business. So your ability to create pull factors and things that are exciting and pulling you forward, aspects of your life that you're going to be excited to to jump into for your next thing. And all three of those pillars need to be in balance. And it can be hard to do that. I can appreciate that. And a lot of times, if you've had your business only for a few years, you know, you might be thinking, this is crazy. It's just too soon for me to think about it. But, you know, to quote Stephen Covey, what if we begin with the end in mind? And how do we make that connection between having a transition mindset and business value? And the more that business owners can have a sense of what's next, having a future vision that can have an impact because having these positive motivators is a tie to business value. Imagine the flip side of it. If you have a health concern or a divorce or you're dealing with a death of an owner, and we've had a couple of episodes where we've had guests talk about these issues, the business can be in a really bad situation and uh, might propel the need for a change of ownership. And the business is declined in value quite a bit because of that. And a lot of these companies might just close the doors and liquidate assets for market value. So there's a lot of reasons why people might be afraid of exit planning because change can feel uncomfortable and we like to deal with what we know. We like, we like certainty. I met with three business partners to discuss their goals for an exit. The CEO in his 50s had acquired the company about 10 years prior and was open to selling. He was also open to his son, who's in his 30s, taking over the company in a longer-term succession plan. And the second partner was an operational leader and technical expert, and he was about five to seven years away from retiring, and he wanted to retire at age 62. And the third partner was a silent investor, about 70 years old, and was dealing with health issues. And the CEO definitely knew that the business needed to be able to transition without the three partners. And he also knew that it was going to require one of the partners to lead the process forward. So he was definitely fighting inertia. 
And it was a tricky situation because one of the owners definitely needed to quarterback that process and lead the others through exit planning and ultimately make, trying to make decisions about what to do. But as I spoke with them, I could definitely tell they were all not on the same page. And sometimes I work with business partners who are married couples. For one of my client engagements, I met with both a husband and wife at the same time. And when they first started working with me, I thought that the wife was going to be more interested in the status quo and not really want to discuss future transition options. But I was wrong. She was the one who was encouraging her husband to be more open-minded. And it was really interesting to talk with them at the same time. They both took a personal readiness assessment that I offer called the pre-score. And it wasn't couples therapy at all, but it was really important to get both of them sharing and align on their goals. So there may be more negative reasons why we want to transition. And we call these push factors. Some of these could include family fights, death of a business partner, family member, death of an owner, business downturn, divorce, partnerships dissolving, owner burnout, and health issues. And there can also be market factors. Let's face it, it's been a difficult last few years. And to be hit with the whammy of COVID only to have survived all the other recessions prior from 2008 and certainly back to 2001 with the trauma of after 9-11, it can be very disruptive. It can be difficult and and some people just are tired and, and want to move on. And ultimately to have more options for a transition or an exit, the more likely you are to reach the outcome you desire. So we want to avoid being in a situation where there's really not a lot of choices of what to do. And in my advisory sessions with clients, I like to ask what they reflect on and what they like about our time together. And one of my clients, after talking about his personal goals and his intent for transition, he said, you've really been getting me to think differently about my pull factors and push factors. I swear he said that. I was very happy. And I had worked with him on a personal readiness questionnaire. In the assessment, there are four pillars that we can measure with a point value. We give it a point value score between zero to 100. And on the first one, the first pillar, Tom scored literally a zero, literally a zero. And the first pillar was about having a vision of the future. He did not like seeing that score on the page. It was a little unsettling to him because he was not able to answer the questions. What will I do next? What will I do after I leave my business? And it's important for founders or family members, if your name is on the door, your identity is so tied in because of your community standing, your pride and relationships you have with your employees. And all of those things are amazing and keep your identity very strong, but they can also hold you back. And it's good to be aware of those things. So when it comes to developing your identity away from your business, it's good to take note of how much time you're spending with people from work when you're not in the office and what you do outside of work. And what is, this, is there something that you aspire to do more of? And if you sold your business and had the funds to support your lifestyle, what would you choose to do? So with all of this, what are some of the takeaways? Well, I think there's three main takeaways for you. One is that having a written 
plan is essential for achieving the desired outcome in a business transition. It's going to take time. Give give yourself the time to work on this with trusted advisors. And the second point is it's important to have a positive mindset when considering a business transition because it will lead to better outcomes. And the third is that business transition involves three key areas, business readiness, financial readiness, and personal readiness. And considering all three is pretty critical when planning out uh, your, your business transition for yourself and your company. So what is your action plan? What are three things that you will do within the next three to six months to become more prepared for business transition. Hopefully today's solo cast gives you some food for thought. This is the first of several solo casts that I'll do that will spotlight some themes of the book and the business transition handbook will be coming out soon. And if you are as excited about it as I hope you are, and I'm excited about it, sign up to get exclusive content at businesstransitionhandbook.com. Thanks so much for listening today and be in touch with your questions. I look forward to hearing from you. And as always, thanks so much for tuning into Succession Stories. Who is your most important customer? The person who buys your business. Stonyhill Advisors works with owners to maximize the value when you're ready to sell. Get started today with a business valuation by visiting stonyhilladvisors.com slash podcast. My objective is for you to have a lucrative and successful succession. If you want to understand the value of your company today, that's a great place to start. The sooner you understand what creates value and what detracts from it, the more time you'll have to close the gap if there is one. Hundreds of business owners have taken my complimentary business assessment. As a first step, schedule a call with me by visiting meetlauriebarkman.com. That's meetlauriebarkman.com.